0: Welcome to the Commissioners Minute Podcast. Welcome in everybody. The 2022 NFL and fantasy football season is here. We're recording this at six fifteen PM uh GOAT time zone, Eastern time zone.
1: Real time. Um, we're in real time. We're we not are, in yes. fake
0: time. Yes, um, and the game kicks off in about two hours. Um, but we're not here to talk about this game. We're here to talk season-long stuff, both NFL and in the Dynasty League. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, just going to go with, you know, had that quick rule change today. Thank you, everyone, for being quick with the voting on that, and we were able to get that all situated. So thanks, everyone and uh nothing else really uh, important happened today right
1: no it seemed like everything was nice and calm and peaceful for the opening day of the nfl season
0: yeah can't agree more you know, made a made a small little trade looking forward
1: to it oh my god nathan small little trade that uh you know caused some stir in the league it you did. want to read out that trade for the people, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to the sleeper app over the last twenty-four hours, or whenever you listen. To this two hundred notifications you're going to wake up to. Yeah, pretty um, much.
0: So yeah, so I got rid of Dalvin Cook, twenty-eight-year-old uh, uh, hurt, constantly hurt running back for earning
1: twenty-eight, I believe, right?
0: For Travis Etienne, who is the newest running back addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, first round so draft pick that's 23 little, years
1: old that's a little is, that might not be true I'm not sure if the Jaguars drafted anyone or signed any undrafted free agents in this year's draft but he was drafted not this last draft the draft before so he will be a new addition to the offense but he might not be like the newest back in the backfield He's basically
0: a rookie, but got to go through a full two full off seasons. But
1: yeah, you know. and while we're coming up, while while we're getting into this discussion, before we start, there's been a lot of talk throughout the day about vetoing trades and things like that. And I think it's important that we do kind of say like what we do when trades happen and things like that, because like when this trade happened i literally immediately texted you nathan and i texted matt and pretty much made you both explain your thought processing out to me because i thought it was a little bit lopsided as i think most people did but it's also a dynasty league so we have to consider age as factors in these trades as well and the fact that dalvin cook could possibly be top 10 this year travis Etienne could be Outside the top 20, but it could very easily flop and Travis Etienne or switch, and Ta- Travis Etienne could also not even be that low. Like, we don't know yet. It's impossible to tell, especially with the situation with James Robinson. So, it's more of like an old trade, like an older player for a younger player. But I'm, n- we're not sitting here, we're not just going to veto every we're not just going to veto trades. And we voted on this, I believe, I don't remember exactly when the vote was, Nathan. It might've been in the first year, could have been in the second year, but it was about like how we're going to veto trades. And me and you pretty much sat down and said, look, we're not going to undo anyone's trades. It's pretty obvious when, you know, some collusion goes on because most likely Dalvin Cook would have been traded for like a fifth round pick or something like that. Like most of those those situations are incredibly obvious, and if those situations do happen, we're not like we're not sitting here to be the be all end all. Whatever we say goes. Like obviously we're going to put it to a vote to the entire league today. I did not think that that warranted it. I did reach out to a couple of my buddies and also my two brothers because they are third parties have nothing to do with this league and they don't care about this. And I asked what like their opinions were around the trade. Both of them said like all four of those people said pretty much like look it is definitely one-sided but my like my two high my two high school friends Jones and Tavish who I think few people in here have actually talked to before they're both like look it's a little one-sided one way but it's definitely a trade for the future for one team in a win now situation for the other teams and that's the exact reason that you nathan gave and that matt gave during the trade and so like i'm like i'm thinking at this from just like a my angle i didn't think it warranted it enough to put to a vote um some people might have thought differently and if you if you thought differently like let me know, and let me know your reasonings. i Rick, I texted I was texting him during this whole thing, asking him what he thought about it. and i was I was saying a lot of the same things. like I don't disagree, but it also doesn't make it like it doesn't make the trade like a bullshit trade. It's just the fact that I didn't get to you know trade one of my younger running backs or something for Dalvin Cook or something like that like, obviously, I'm going to be mad I didn't do that. But like, because of that situation, because I'm mad I didn't do that, we can't have people just vetoing the trade because they didn't do that trade. Like, that would be not fair. Like everyone had, like, I know you were offering trades all over the place today, Nathan, or yesterday throughout the week, pretty much. So like, this has been, this has been happening for a little while kind of thing. And like, people had opportunities to offer other trades. So people could have done that. And I don't think anyone would be claiming veto if like other teams did the same thing as well. Yeah. And, and, I mean, if there anything you need to add on that, I mean, I, as like the, like I obviously didn't, wasn't considering like you you when I'm like, I was thinking about this. Cause obviously like you're going to be biased towards yourself in this situation. So like I pretty much have to like hear your side, like you're a normal per, like a normal member of the league. And as I would expect you to do the same thing with me, if I was in yes. this situation.
0: Well, and, and like, You know, we don't stop, you know, the only reason, you know, I feel like me and you agree with this, that the only reason to to justify stopping a trade is not because, you know, one of us views it as, you know, quote unquote, lopsided or a bad deal. It's if we truly believe that someone is purposely trying to ruin the integrity of the league and, you know, just throw away their team for nothing because they just don't give a fuck anymore. You know, it's only fifty dollars, like all of us have jobs. Like it's really not that much money compared to what a lot of other fantasy leagues are. Like and and for increase
1: it for next year if we want if we want to table that stuff till after the season.
0: But like, you know, a a big point of why I chose the people in this league is because they're all people that I trust, they're all people that have fun with fantasy football, and they're all people that you know I believe would never do that. And it was just you know, kind of a little hurtful to be, you know, con- called that I'm colluding when I'm just trying to make a trade that I think better's my team in my own fucking league. Like we are the commissioners. Like we set this whole thing up. Like why would I try to ruin that for? You know, what does the winner get? A thousand dollars? Five hundred dollars? Like what? What am I gonna gain? Like I care about this league so much and you know that's th- that is the only reason why you, we were ever stop a trade and we've been doing this for 4 years and never once has there been a trade where i'm like what the fuck like oh, what are they doing there have been multiple trades and i'm like oh that was stupid but never like oh that was stupid i i want to you know I, I don't like that i don't think that should be a part of the league like Never once in four years has there ever been a point where any trade has been quote unquote, you know, collusion or, you know, stuff like that. Like that's the only reason to stop a trade. Nobody in the world knows if Travis Etienne is going to be a fantasy, a better fantasy running back than Dalvin Cook is next year or in five years. But I made this choice to go get a young running back for an old guy who's constantly hurt that I just didn't want to be stopped holding the back. Like, I think I won this trade because in four years, who is more likely to be a good fantasy running back, Travis Etienne or Dalvin Cook? 33 year old Dalvin Cook or 27 year old Travis Etienne? Like, it's obvious. Adrian Peterson was 33 once on the Vikings. So, and and (laughs) Matt, if Matt believes that Dalvin Cook is one of those freak athletes that Adrian Peterson is, like, more power to him and like if you're mad that you never got a trade for dalvin cook like i've been very open about wanting to get rid of dalvin cook like i he's been on the trade block for a long time nobody sent me any trades i sent seven or eight trades out to the majority of the people in the leagues for players that i wanted the one that scott sent was was funny but what did that trade that scott threw me out for for the you know in the group me do it opened up a conversation. and Matt Gill was the only person who sent a, a counter offer, and we were able to negotiate it down to this. and And I'm happy with it. like i I, I think Other I
1: want to join the conversation if they wanted. But it's also one thing like like we're like it's more just the importance of like we're not trying to stop people from trading or anything like that. And like we're not trying to put every single trade up to a vote in the group no. because you know like i mean we know like uh, like today when we're the group's blowing up in in sleeper like there was definitely a lot of people not paying attention or having it on mute like well, we like we don't want to do that for like for every single trade and like because the most trades don't need it i would say 99.99 percent of trades don't need it it's just like, it's just for the off chance that something happens. And I think we would probably all realize when that situation would be needed to happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, it's I
0: just like, well, we'll and, you know, we don't want to have a trade veto system because, you know, we want people to be able to make last minute deals Sunday morning when they're taking a risk on a waiver wire. They're like, oh, maybe we'll sure something up. Quick deal done. Ten minutes, it's done, it's over with. You know, go ahead about your business. Like and, and trades and open conversations with other members of the league. Like, that's what creates a tighter knit league. You know, I know some of you ha- have never met others in person. I think at this point most of you have, other than Scott. But fuck you, Scott. Um JK, I love you, Scott. But it's like
1: hey, Scott in person.
0: I I have not. I think I might be the only one. I guess Sam and Matt haven't, or Kayler and Dan. <laughs> But, like, it's you know, it's about having that open communication, and Sleeper does a great job at you know, introducing that with the DMs and the league wide thing and the trade block. But, you know, we if we imagine how annoying it would be is if every single trade we had a conversation like we did today about this one trade. Like we're not doing that. We've
1: had bigger trades than this. And like, I've been a victim as like someone using me to increase like what they would get out of someone else. I'm not gonna say specifics, but like when I saw a trade like that, I was like, God damn it. Because like, I want to veto that. But like, obviously I'm not gonna veto it because it's just like, I'm pissed about it, but it's not like it it happened. I'm not gonna change anything about it. Like Yeah. And and the, the
0: reason you would veto it is because Strictly for your own gain, and that's not the exactly. point of a trade veto. And, and Sam said and, it perfectly when he was joking I'd veto every trade just to, you know, I've heard multiple people just be like I'll veto every trade. I'm like, trading is the best fucking part about fantasy. It's pushing and also, your like
1: in. When it comes for trades, like most people, like when they put a trade in, and it gets processed instantaneously, that's me processing it instantaneously without actually looking at the trade. I look at the trade after I process it. So like, I'm not trying to like, stop anyone from trading or anything like that. Like, I yeah. don't wanna be in that. I don't like even think we problem. had that. I had that, I, I got
0: ETN immediately. Well, you probably processed it would be my No, guess. I didn't, I took off
1: processing. Oh, you took, Nathan yeah. took off processing. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. we
0: do that for in season for that Sunday morning. Oh my gosh, I'm flexing. Do we always do that? David Bell, yeah, during in-season that we have not had processing, just over the off-season.
1: No, I think you're right.
0: But, you know, that's what, you know, this was about. Like, this trade was not lopsided because I, the one who got the quote-unquote worst deal, I'm happy with it. I got a great guy. I got a great running back who's young and going to get a lot of work. And it's, you know, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. But, like, I'm not colluding in my own league. Like, I'm not.
1: Yeah. And, like, if you guys, like, want a change of some kind, just, like, let us know. We'll (laughs) gladly, like. Well, glad. I mean, we listen to everything. We're, we're always open we to do. suggestions. Obviously, by the time this comes out, we're not making changes midseason. That's literally been a rule since like the first season of this league. So yes. whoever thinks we're making changes midseason, you might as well just take it out of your head because that's been a thing. I don't really care what time zone you're in. You get pissed off at at the freaking NFL for scheduling a 9.30 Eastern game because most of us aren't fans of them anyway. But like, there's nothing we can do. We can't just factor out other games on Sundays. Like there's a, there's very, very rare opportunities where someone might get pulled on a Saturday and someone will not possibly need one of those guys. And like the reason I remember having this discussion before last season, because they put the Europe games back in after COVID and we have to keep the waivers at that hour so that every game could be affected. We can't just have certain games, not obviously the Thursday game happened already on Thursday. So that one's already gone. That's part of that's just normal fantasy. Once yeah. we get to Sunday, we need those waivers to encompass every to encompass everything. If you're worried about like missing waivers for some reason, just put the claim in the night before, you're still gonna have plenty of time. And if you're that worried about yes. it, like you're probably not even going to be starting one of those guys on that team anyway.
0: Yes, like, and that's, it, and that and and maybe doing just the, 9A, the nine A the nine AM Eastern Standard Time waivers just on Sunday is definitely something we can revisit after this season. But like I said, like you said. We don't this make is change. not
1: new either. Yeah, like this no, has not. been the same exact thing for the last three seasons, and now continuing into the fourth season, which is freaking nuts. But like it, that hasn't changed, so like that shouldn't be causing an uproar and getting mad at us for literally putting it at the normal waiver time. If you had yeah. an issue with that. Tell us a week ago or like a month ago, but also you got to consider much. we need, we can't make changes right. mid season. So we're not adjusting things like waiver times and we need to encompass those games. Right. I am all ears. If you have a solution, but like, that's not fair to us.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that
1: completely. All right. We good. I think we're good. We can talk about football. Everyone
0: in the league, we love you. We're so excited for this season. You know, we'll gladly be your punching bags, but just be respectful, please.
1: Um, And with... There's no need to be like an unnecessary asshole for no reason. Yes. And with that,
0: we'll move on to Super Bowl prediction. Go, Gio. Who is it right now? Off the rip.
1: Yeah, Off off the rip. So I'm 100% biased, so I think you can imagine yes. who I'm going to pick in the NFC. Can Do you have a guess? The Vikings. Exactly. Now we're going with the Packers in the NFC. And for the AFC, it's been kind of a toss-up for me because like, the obvious answer is obviously the Bills, but I realized kind of in the AFC that it's going to be a kind of a crapshoot once it gets to the postseason and it's going to be kind of whoever gets hot. I mean, obviously the Bengals making the Super Bowl run last year was awesome. They got hot at the right time. But it's also like they're pretty much a coin flip in overtime away from having to play the Bills. And who knows what happens if the Bills would have made the championship game. So I'm caught between right now the Chiefs and the Bills, which sound boring, but honestly, would anyone be surprised if we got Chiefs-Bills in the AFC championship game? No. And I think we all honest, want it, too. Yeah. And to be honest, I kind of think it's going to depend on where it is. And I, I hate to be boring, but I'm going to go with the Bills because I think they're probably going to end up being the one seed out of the AFC. And like, I know that's like a very common choice coming out of the AFC, so feel and, free to boo me if you want. And to.
0: so Packers win the Super Bowl, I'm assuming?
1: Oh, of course. Okay. We, nice. we finally get Mahomes Rogers.
0: So, my Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the. In the AFC, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. I, you know, we saw it happen with Matt Stafford last year. New quarterback, new system. They're Other just a West good team. They're just a good team. And Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. They got talent. Yes, they do. And then in the NFC, I'm going to go with – I haven't thought about this. I have. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, walks off the stage.
1: Him and Giselle. All years to pick the Bucs, I, it would have been probably last year of all years. Yeah. This year when they're replacing their entire offensive line. And, by the way, do you know, I, know. I, I saw Godwin didn't practice today. I guess yeah, he did. he did not practice. He's a, probably a game-time decision for uh, –
0: Probably for Sunday. Are they a Sunday night game? Um, no, they're not I am not. They might not, actually not. might be. I can look it up right now. Keep talking.
1: So what were we talking about? They I are they are, they Bay are Bay. the Sunday
0: night game. Tampa Bay versus Dallas Sunday night.
1: Tampa Bay versus Dallas Sunday night. I kinda actually think Dallas will win that game. I honestly don't think uh, yeah, Tampa's going to be all that great this I year. I like
0: the Bucks; they're going to win. The division's terrible.
1: That Saints. Is here, so then we Saints, they Saints could season. be
0: good. You know, I love Jameis Winston. Um, but I, you know, that's what I'm going to go with. And I think the uh, who do I have in the AFC? I think the Denver Broncos win. No, I think Tampa. Brady, I think Tampa Brady wins.
1: That's so- good. If I do uh, recommend something for the people listening to this podcast, would be not to place a future on either of those teams. Yes, please. We are stupid. <laughs> I, well, well, I mean, I, I, I the placed top.
0: a yeah, I placed a fifty cent future on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. So
1: what let's think, go. What are the odds on that one.
0: It was like three thousand. Yeah, oh yeah. Browns are gonna make the.
1: They're gonna sneaky make the playoffs. I got um. I'm pulling up a couple of the spreads and the futures here. You wanna get? You wanna go for some uh, for some over unders on wins?
0: Yes, let's go for it.
1: Uh, hold on. Let me find the right the right category. Team props. Here we go. Wait, team.
0: You' got to take the Cleveland Browns over. I love this the Steelers under, by the way. I think they're going to be a four, maybe a five win team this year. who uh who do you think He's wins the Steelers? Yeah, four or five yeah, win could, team this year.
1: I could see that.
0: Okay, while you're pulling this up, who do you think wins the fantasy league?
1: Who do I think wins the fantasy league? Who do you really so- not want to win the?
0: Don't don't answer that.
1: Who do I really not want to win the Fantasy League? Don't so to avoid chaos, I'll answer who I want to win the Fantasy League, and that's obviously myself. So as someone who, you know, made the playoffs as an eight seed, made the playoffs as a five seed, and completely missed the playoffs last year because my number two receiver decided to skip out on football and go gamble on himself and get suspended for an entire year. I think I got a great chance. But realistically speaking, we're going to have to see how some of these uh, like like p- players like D-Hop, if they come back as dominant as they would, it would put Kaler in a good spot. I mean, J.K. Dobbins on Pierce's team is coming back from injury as well. Who knows what could happen there, but that could be a big factor. He also did just trade James Robinson today, so that's another kind of hit at the running back position, another injury coming back as well. So it's going to be kind of like based off a lot of those kind of situations, it's really hard to tell at the moment. Obviously, Matt's yeah. going into win now mode with the trade for Dalvin Cook, so there may be some other trades in the future coming around towards his team or at least looking. You never yeah. know, but that would be my guess. So like team there's always those kind of teams that are pushing it up this year. Um I don't know. That's it's it's hard to say one person completely is going to win because i feel like a lot of teams are are dealing with people coming back off injury and like that adds a lot of big question marks and it's just who's going to catch and who's not going to catch
0: yeah i'd say there's probably like five or six teams i think that could legitimately win and we all know that there's that we've had some some upsets you know one seed, best team in the league, first year, lost in the first round.
1: Wait, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. The best team in the league lost in the first round? How does yes. that work, Nathan? It, it did happen. Pierce how, 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 had,
0: without a doubt, the best team last year, and he lost in the semis to Dan? Or was it to me? It wasn't to me, because I beat Peanut off of a Matt Gay uh, field goal on Monday Night Football. That was amazing. Fuck kickers. <laughs> but that was
1: incredible oh my god we've had some competitive it's been very we have this league is so good there's been a new winner every year which is kind of the nice thing as well so i think we're kind of in a good spot so it's a good thing that's hard to just be like oh this one team is just gonna run away with it this year and it seems like the team that looks like they're gonna run away with it in the playoffs seems to falter every year in the playoffs so yes absolutely and that's kind of where we are yeah
0: it's volatile it's it's just fun. Like, I, even with selling Dalvin Cook, I still think my team's good enough to make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, you know,
1: anything can happen. So, yeah, <clears throat> that was a nice voice Yeah,
0: you know, we'll, we'll, We will see there. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the season.
1: It's going to so be great. I got some regular season win prop totals on here. You want me to read you some off and see what yeah, you think? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we got the Eagles as the first one. It's over under nine and a half games on the year. Over, I think they win the division. Win the division. We'll alternate in between like teams. We'll do like five or six of these. So I get the Jets as the next one. Over under five and a half. I'm going um, under. <laughs> under. Definitely the, under. The next one we got. If, the- uh, well, I
0: just just a quick comment on the Jets is is if. Fantasy football podcasts are talking about upgrade at the quarterback position to your wide receivers, and that upgrade is Joe Flacco.
1: He ain't winning six games. Just going to state that. Hey, Joey Elite, don't rip on Joe Flacco. (sighs) He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl with our guy John Harbaugh. Rise up Redhawks. But um, the next team we got is the Saints, and they're over under a set at 8.5.
0: Over. Jameis Winston's the greatest quarterback of all time behind Geno Smith.
1: See, I'm having a tough time on this one because I've been seeing things that Mike Thomas might not be healthy yet, so he might not even play this weekend. They did trade He's up. He's gonna for be a, a top Lave. five. They traded up for a Lave. so what does that say about how much they like him and rookie wide receivers I mean as a, a Packers fan who has to rely on two rookie wide receivers who aren't drafted as high I'm not excited for it let's put it that way but like it's hard to it's it, not a most rookies don't break out You we don't see a Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase every year it's just we've been spoiled the last two years with those guys Odell. So Odell was a rookie like what eight years ago and the rookie breakout <laughs> Um, that was eight years ago. <laughs> uh, they also
0: added Jarvis Landry as well. Don't forget about him. He's a great football player. So,
1: a washed old wide receiver. I might go with the under here because, well, it's all going to depend on Jameis. We'll see. I love Jameis, though. The You've Denver Broncos over under 10. Over.
0: Oh, I mean, they, I picked him to win the to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I, can, I, I can't. That, when the line's at 10, I feel like it's a good uh, – that's a good over um the detroit lions over under six and a half
0: under love dan so, campbell they're building they, something
1: good they're building something they opened the eagles right yeah i believe so i heard something today that was like if the lions lose the first game it's gonna go into rebuild mode and look to next season already <laughs> They, they've got. On. All right, on to next season. They're building something. <laughs> and the next, we got the Steelers at over or under
0: 7.5. Under. Five win team. They fucking suck.
1: Fuck the Steelers. Yeah, we will see. Vikings over under 9.5. I'm going under on that one. I'm going to go over. I think the Vikings win the division.
0: I think Rodgers oh. takes a big step back.
1: So, again, I are going want to because he's a moron.
0: I think the Vikings win the division on the hands of Alexander Madison because Dalvin Cook uh, gets hurt. So, Not rooting you want to know
1: how many times we've heard over the last, like, you know, five years the Vikings are going to win the division, and I'm pretty sure the Bears have won the division more recently than them? They have.
0: <laughs> Shout out Mr. Biscayne.
1: So, uh Yeah. That's just normal talking head NFL points in the summer that say the Vikings are going to win when they have Matthew a Barry is draft. and Matthew, a new Barry,
0: Yeah, Matthew Barry's bull prediction was that Kirk Cousins will lead the league in touchdowns.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: It's a Bull prediction. It's yeah, not. It it's old. not saying that's going to happen, but he's saying that it could and happen.
1: He's had. Stephon, Diggs, and Adam Thielen, and then Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and still didn't even come close to that. <laughs> like, yeah. in any of those seasons. <laughs> like, he, couldn't, he can't really ask for more talent around him. No, you're I, right. Leslie. That was not we... Leslie. That was oh, my chair. Oh. So, the next over-under we got is the Chicago Bears. Over-under, Six. Under.
0: Push. I like the push there.
1: I'm gonna call the push. Wasn't it didn't I just say eleven and a half?
0: You said six.
1: Oh yeah, you know what I did say six. I was looking at the one below it. That was the Bills. I was thinking the Bills at eleven and a half was kind of low, but it was uh yes six. I'm going under. Um, sorry Matt and Ryan. Actually, (laughs) not really, not really sorry. I think you guys are probably gonna suck this year, but. You might prove me wrong. I'm always right with everything, obviously. Uh, The Browns are going to be
0: over. I think it's 7.5. That's an over. Guaranteed over. Jacoby's better than Baker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the Bills are 11.5. What do you think about that? Over. But I don't know.
0: Bills are high. I mean, they are. The hype is real for a team that didn't even make the afc championship like the hype
1: is insane yeah i think the argument that was last year one side of the end the afc playoff picture was you know a little different than the other side with you know the titans with i'm pretty sure Derek Henry. did Derek henry play in that playoff game i think he did yeah i don't know but um I don't remember, but like he was coming off the injury and wasn't a hundred percent, so the Titans just weren't, you know, weren't a hundred percent. Who they? Who the Bengals play in the first round?
0: The Raiders. They hundred percent played the Raiders because I remember I was in, uh, I was in Dayton. You know, I live in Dayton. The. Uh, some people might not know that to be honest, but um. I was the first time I'd ever seen so many Cincinnati Bengals fans was that week when they made the playoffs, and I just kept seeing more and more and more and more. And I'm like, well, you guys, people,
1: week one. But uh, yes, they mad. beat the Raiders.
0: I watched that game.
1: Someone sounds mad that the Bengals beat them to a Super Bowl. I am. Don't worry I'm I'm still kind of jelly too So is everyone else Outside of like Dan and Sam Even though Sam's only a semi Bengals fan No
0: Sam's Mm. all the way in (laughs) I I would genuinely put Sam at all the way
1: in Sam at all the way in Yeah he's all in
0: But yeah It's gonna be a fantastic season
1: I look forward to it is there anything else we need to touch on? Any uh, any golf we need so. to talk about?
0: Uh, no, not I haven't really been playing that much golf. Uh, played thirty six on Monday, and I was really the only round I had in August. Uh, thirty
1: six—that's two rounds.
0: Yeah, I walked thirty six on Labor Day. Eighty one, eighty two. So it's a workout. So
1: it's a good workout.
0: Hitting the ball well, but just haven't been playing too much. Been pretty busy with work and stuff. So,
1: yeah, but yeah. freaking work. I am ready for retirement. And like four
0: Yes. Years. <laughs> yes. But, uh, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it all. And uh, we look forward to the rest of the season. Goodbye. Go, Pack go.